Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. All right, we're rolling to hour number two. Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. We'll get back to your calls in a moment. 800-919-3776 if you want to get in line. Audio files, bottom of the hour. But right now, it is time for the Mike Tannenbaum Report, brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Ten top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge. Mike, how you doing? Good afternoon, guys. It's good to hear that the uh, technology is back in its rightful place. Yeah, well, we I mean... Geek Squad. We hire some people from Best Buy. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's working. Uh, that's all. That's all we can say. But it, it is at least we are on the air. We are ready to go. And of course, Bart Scott is at Florham Park, where they are celebrating. To, you know what? In New York, we have quarterbacks. Both of them players of the week in the <laughs> NFC and the AFC, respectfully. But I wanted to ask I like you, being trolled. Mike, I like being if trolled right, if you're running the Giants, and this is what Tommy DeVito has been showing you over a couple of weeks here. What is your reaction to it? Does it change your thinking at all? Do you have like how are you approaching this, and how are you approaching what Tommy DeVito is showing you as this latest version of Lynn Sanity? So I would say this, guys: if the three of us were running the Giants, we know that Tyrod Taylor is going to put up the player injury prone. We know we're going to need a starting quarterback next year. We know that we need a backup. Clearly, at a minimum, he should be Tommy DeVito should be your backup. You know, the conundrum is Daniel Jones hasn't been good enough, productive enough, reliable enough, healthy enough, whatever you want to say, but he's not a bona fide front-line starting quarterback. I don't think the three of us can sit there and say, well, we got Tommy DeVito, we're good to go. But he does check a really important box, guys, in terms of he could be a viable backup next year. So, all right, so going forward, does it tell you then that the draft handled differently? Because you have Daniel Jones – if you think you have your backup in this guy, does it change your thinking? Do you say to yourself, because they they actually are winning a game or two here now that could move them out of the bottom five. Am I looking at a tackle and a wide receiver now instead of a quarterback, Mike, or are you still all on a quarterback? Oh, I'm all on a quarterback, guys. I mean, Daniel Jones has one more year of guaranteed money, and over the course of his career, he has flashed. He certainly has some ability, but he can't stay healthy and turns the ball over, and before he tore his knee – he was having another neck issue. So, look, Tommy DeVito is a great story, and that's great, and he can help with the depth and competition. But, again, if we were running the organization and we're trying to get a front-line difference maker, we're still looking for a quarterback. Well, what do you do with the other the AFC quarterback of the week is Zach Wilson, who, because he didn't care, he was just going to let it fly. <laughs> Do for 300. Kind of played the way you play linebacker, right? Just let it fly. Yeah, and um, look, I think he's a guy that has some ability um, for reasons that are his fault and some that aren't. It hasn't worked here. I think what he showed is like he flashed, and I still think at the end of the year they're going to move on. I, I, you know, there's too much of a body of work to say after like one good half that we're going to change our minds. So, can he? Can he play himself? into value for you if you're moving on from him and i you know because he has had you know such a it's such a mercurial three years that if he finishes looking decent it can that be a benefit of hey maybe we can get a fifth round pick for him 
or you you'd feel like there's like if you were a GM on another team, there's no way you're giving up assets for for this quarterback because of what you've seen so far. Yeah, the best thing I'm going to do if I'm the Jets is I want a 2025 conditional pick based on how well he plays in 24. So, you know, there'll be a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks from Atlanta, you know, even possibly Tampa again. I'm sure Denver's going to want to bring in competition for Russell Wilson. You know, we'll see where Arizona is with Kyle Murray, Kirk Cousins, a free agent in Minnesota. There's a number of teams that will need a quarterback. And I agree, Alan. I don't think anyone's going to say, here's the job, Zach Wilson. So, mm-hmm. If I'm the Jets, I want to take the long-term view. And I think the best value I could get is to say, well, let's see how he plays in 24, and we'll take our pick in 25. So out of the class of 20, what, 2020 or 2021, you're telling me that all four quarterbacks are going to be displaced. Which one do you give the brighter yeah, future? Mac Jones, right. Yeah. Mac Jones, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, Zach Wilson. Zach and, Wilson and, uh, and, and Mac. Trey, Trey Lance already. Trey Lance are already gone. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah which think, out yeah, of those that, four? That was, I, I get what Bart's asking. Out of those four, which one do you give the best chance to <laughs> emerge as you know reaching his potential? Yeah, that's easy for me. It's Justin Fields. I mean, he he is even this year, guys. He has shown some dynamic playmaking ability. And Bart, you know, from a linebacker perspective, like you played man to man against Justin Fields, and you turn your back, he can take it the distance, seventy, eighty yards. So. Look, he, he has a ways to go from a consistency standpoint, but I think of those groups, look, I'm not saying that he's playing himself into the job in Chicago because, again, just for the audience, Chicago has Carolina's pick. That's going to be the first pick overall. So if I can have Caleb Williams or Justin Fields, I'm going with Caleb Williams. But I think Justin Fields is showing that he could be a star in this league. So let me ask you this, because the Jets are going to need a high-end backup next year. Right, in case a 40-year-old quarterback coming off of Achilles surgery, the season doesn't go um, go go like a 180-degree turn. Is it a scenario, even though he may cost a lot of money, that you trade for Justin Fields? And let Bart, him sit I think that's something you got to consider. You know, yeah, I think we got to consider that because we talked about the Giants a moment ago, and they need depth. I'd bring back if I'm the Giants, Tyrod Taylor at the right price as well. If I'm the Jets, I, I want to have, you know, two quality players behind Aaron Rodgers because he's 40. Our offensive line has shown proclivities to getting hurt. And, yeah, I'd love to have Justin Fields. And, candidly, I don't think I would stop there. Like, as we're looking at the playoff picture, it, it's it's amazing how what we thought was – it always is that way too, right? You start the season out, you have this idea of what you think is going to happen – AFC is going to be a juggernaut, we thought. The NFC might be a cakewalk. And instead, we've only got two teams eliminated so far, and there's there's still four weeks to go in the season. But we do know who the main contenders are. But out of the main contenders, the the Kansas City Chiefs might be that team that is we thought is, you know, you, you could pencil them in every year as a playoff team, and they will be again this year. But are they starting to show you Maybe the effects, and Bart has pointed this out too, the contract, you know, once you have to pay a quarterback, you got to start getting cheap in other areas. Are the Chiefs starting to come back to the pack as a franchise, and, and how do they avoid that? I think specifically it's really hurt them on the offensive line. You know, when they lost the Super Bowl a couple of years ago to Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay, they did a great job. They went out and they got Orlando Brown, who's a really good player. They didn't keep him. And right now, Donovan Smith, he's been hurt, but – you know, <clears throat> Juwan Taylor, the right tackle that they got from Jacksonville, 
who uh, went to University of Florida, he's killing them. And that's, to me, we could talk about Rasheed Rice and Kadarius Tony. Those are all interesting. But what could send them home faster than anything like that Super Bowl game is Patrick Mahomes is under siege all the time. So to me, that's where I would be focusing on them is drafting offensive linemen. Now, when you look at the AFC, everybody's like head over heels for um, an NFC for the Dallas Cowboys. And I would say that the Dallas Cowboys has benefited from, you know, tremendous scheduling when you think about what Philadelphia had to go through um, as far as playing uh, Philadelphia, Philadelphia playing Buffalo, Dallas. I forget the other two tough teams they had in between there. Um at the end of the season, Philadelphia is going to benefit from the same thing that Dallas benefited from, and that's having basically essentially three um, three homecoming games when you think about Arizona, you think about the Giants twice. Could we see, like, the, the ties turn again that, you know, maybe Philly gets their second breath, or, or do they just look like an older team that's aging with a long season and a team that has played a lot of football post-season post, um, football in the last couple of years? Yeah, I, I think they're going to be okay. You know, we got to remember that they played an away game against Kansas City on Monday night when they came down to the end. That was a game where Valdez family dropped the ball. Then they had 92 snaps on defense against Buffalo. Then they lost to a really you know, good 49er team and then went on the road and had a good play Dallas. He was coming off of the Thanksgiving game. So I don't know, Bart, like to me, they're still a really good team, and that was a tough part of their schedule. I, I think they're gonna, I think they're the third best team in the NFC. And look, even if they lose the division, guys, like last year, like the second place team in the NFC East is going to go on the road in the playoffs and be a ten-point favorite against the NFC South winner. So, yes, whatever that is, Dallas at Tampa, Philly at Atlanta. However that plays out, Dallas or Philly is going to win the first round of the playoffs. I think pretty easily. So they're still a really good team, but I do think they're worn down on defense. Devontae Adams called a 3 nothing loss <laughs> to the Vikings. There's nothing else you can call it but embarrassing. And it just feels like, the you know, for, for Devontae, he went there to play with Derek Carr. Derek Carr's not there anymore. Now they made a, another change at coach. It just feels inevitable that he could be available. And if you're the Jets, I mean, it, are you just looking at – do you – I guess let me ask you this way. Mike, do you expect Devontae Adams to be a Jet next season? I would perceive a caution. I think one thing, if I'm the Jets, I learned from Randall Cobb, Billy Turner, Alan Lazard, Tim Boyle. Like, it's great that Aaron Rodgers loves these guys. I think that's wonderful. But let's perceive a caution because those players, I don't think any of them, you could say, sit here with good conscience and say, like, man, I'm glad they're a New York Jet. So, love Aaron Rodgers. Glad he's on the team. Love to hear his thoughts. But at the end of the day, like, we want you to play quarterback. And with Devontae Adams, you got to be really careful, guys, that you give up value for what he's going to do, not what he's done. Wow. You're talking about about overpay more than not getting him. You you still say if you can get him, get him, but don't overpay is what you're wor- worried about? Or would you not even get him? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think at the right price you got to consider it, but you know his best days are clearly behind him. And look, I think that whole situation is challenging. But, Alan, like, didn't we learn – when we had to have Alan Lazard, how that turned out, and that's why if I'm the Jets, like I'm proceeding with caution. 
But isn't Devontae Adams slightly different? I mean, he had 1,800 yards uh, receiving or 1,700 yards the year before. Um, isn't it more important if the Jets are going to upgrade at um, right receiver that they get a draft pick instead of trying to go in free agency and get somebody that's going to potentially cost them like $20 million because of the new market? Because he's, most of his money's already been paid, correct? So would you go get – because you don't want to go draft a guy – I mean, or, or go pay a guy because you have to pay Garrett Wilson in a couple of years, right? So you have, so it's better to get you a guy that you can get his deal and most of the bulk of the money's already been paid? Or do you think that they should go out in, in free agency and just pay a receiver? Yeah, ideally you go young because you're right, they're going to pay Garrett Wilson a lot of money. So, um, again, I wouldn't rule out Devontae Adams, but, you know, his best season was, you know, again – 34 regular season games ago. That's a long, long time um, relative to, um, you know, what happens in the NFL. So on the Jets, ideally it's a draft choice, but I'd love to have Devontae Adams, but I got to be really careful in terms of picks and, and salary. Talking with Mike Tannenbaum, it's Barton Hahn, Alan Hahn, Bart Scott, 98.7 ESPN. And, and in the news lately has been, well, all season long, but – more recently has been the speculation and even a report that for Bill Belichick, the run is over in New England, that he will be out after this season. If you are another organization, do you want to bring him in at 71 years old, seeing that after Brady left, that he has not had great success, he's made some mistakes with the coaching staff, as we saw that Mac Jones went from a, a, a young quarterback who was able to go to the playoffs to a guy that he can't even throw a football now. like He just looks lost. Do you still, because of his name, bring him into your organization, or do you feel like it might be over for Bill? Yeah, it's not because of his name; it's because of his track record. And look, you know, my my opinion on this guy is it's going to be different. I worked for the guy twice. Yep. And I think he's, if not the greatest coach of all time, certainly up there. And look, no one's going to be tougher on Bill Belichick than Bill Belichick. He's going to be his toughest critic by by far. One of the things you got to consider, though, in the last couple of years, I think it's totally fair to say, like, that offensive staff is, you know, obviously been a challenge. But if you go back to his Cleveland days, the amount of great young coaches that he identified and developed, including guys like Nick Saban, Kirk Ferentz, I mean, there's probably a dozen of them, you know, when you think about all those guys that have gone on to become head coaches in the NFL. I think the number of GMs was like eight or nine. So he knows how to put a staff together. He knows how to identify coaching talent. And look, um, <clears throat> if he still wants to do it, I, I, you know, the age is the age, but I still would put him up there against anybody. Like, would I rather have Andy Reid say than Bill Belichick? Yeah, maybe him. But beyond that, like, you're, you're still talking about, you know, one of the great coaches of all time. But, you know, do you trust him to develop your young quarterback? Because he hasn't proven that he can do that. Well, I, I, I mean, he did draft Tom Brady. Who was a yeah, see, but you, but you talk about in football, thirty-four months is a long time for a receiver. So, how long is a long time for success in between coaches? Yeah, no, that's that's fair. But what I'm saying is, like, he didn't forget how to identify and develop players. Now, look, the Mac Jones thing totally fair. Like Mac's gotten worse. Like Mac, as a rookie, we forget Mac Jones, and I think Rex is totally wrong on this because I've heard. I've heard Rex say on ESPN more than once. He doesn't think that, um, you know, Mac Jones is an NFL player. I totally disagree. Like, go back and watch his rookie year. Like, to me, he looked like a young Matt Ryan, and it's not worse. So, 
I think that's fair. But um, look, he's made a lot of players a lot of money that have left you know free agency over the years, and um, I still think he's a great coach. I know the age, but you know we're seeing Pete Carroll do it, we're seeing Mac Brown do it. You know, I'm not sure Nick Saban's age, but you know he's not far away from where Bill is. So um, if he still has the energy and the interest, I, I'd be interested in talking to him. Mike, who's your who's your favorite in the AFC? If you were if you had to say this team is going to be in the Super Bowl, what would be the team you would pick? Because it, it, when I look at the AFC, I see a lot of variables. I don't see a constant. I don't see one thing that I can fully believe in. Unlike in the NFC, where I look at the 49ers and I feel like I can believe in them. Is there an AFC team that you feel like you yeah. can put all your trust in? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you two teams. One is Buff, uh, not is Baltimore as a team that no one's going to want to play because of their physicality on defense. And then if they get in, no one's going to want to play Buffalo. I can see Buffalo either being eliminated and not getting in, but if they do, you know, they they just they outplay Kansas City in Kansas City. And I can't wait to watch this Buffalo-Dallas game because yeah. I think it's going to be a really high-scoring game. I think Buffalo's defense has had a lot of injuries. Dallas's offense is moving the ball. But Josh Allen is playing exceptionally well. I know everyone's going to talk about his interceptions, but – Mm-hmm. You know, that's a tax I'm happy to pay to have Josh Allen be my quarterback. Wow. Yeah, that, that is that's a big game for both teams, actually, because, you know, again, for Dallas, it's always about these statement games, and you thought that they make it against the Eagles. They've got another one that they've got to answer in this one, another statement game. And really with Dallas Cowboys, it's it's not going to be about December. It's going to be about January, right, for that team. So, you know, when I look at the AFC, like, like the Ravens even have flaws, even though you're right that you don't want to play them for, for a myriad of reasons, the experience, the coaching, the quarterback, you know, all those things. But still, they have flaws. The Dolphins, if Tyreek Hill's, that, if that ankle isn't right, he's day-to-day right now, you know, that's something you really worry about because I actually think Miami, I thought you were going to say Miami, so you surprised me. Uh, but Buffalo, I have a hard time believing in them because most of this season they have given you reasons to not believe in them. It's, a very, it's very strange how the yeah, AFC has good. really set up this year. Yeah, and you know what's really interesting, Aaron, about uh, Miami, and, and what I'm really looking forward to the, their game against the Jets is, you know, Connor Williams, their center, just throws ACL. Karen yeah. Oxhead's been out for a lot of the seasons at left tackle. Uh, Robert Hunt, their, their guard's been hurt. So if I'm the Jets this week, I would be telling my front seven, like, hey, we can go win this game because of our front seven against our offensive line. So, look, if two is protected, we know the production this year has just been right. incredible. But that that is something that – this should, it should be a great game. And if I'm Robert Sala this week in particular, guys, I am really challenging that front seven. I mean, this is a Quinn and Williams game, isn't it? If you if you have your backup center in, this is a Quinn and Williams game. Yep. Yep, that's Bart. why you pay him all that money. Totally. Now, you've been on record saying that if, if they win and you would not bring Aaron Rodgers back. Now, I know it's far-fetched, but at what point? Like, is it winter go home or is it, hey, we're going to I've got see tickets to the Commander's game. I'm going to be there. He's playing. I'm <laughs> telling you, he's playing Christmas Eve, Mike. He's playing. Yeah, I would be extremely <laughs> conservative. I just, guys, they're not going to Super Bowl this year. Like, they, they, like with that offensive line, Aaron Rodgers has done things incredible. Like, just to even have this conversation is incredible. Like, where science and technology and his yeah. commitment, he should be completely um, applauded and commended. But there's no way in good conscience I'm letting him back on the field. And, and look, sometimes, you know, you have to protect athletes from themselves. Um, I wouldn't put him back out there and put him in harm's way. 
Do you think from from this is from afar now? And I've I've mentioned this a lot when it comes to the Jets and Rodgers, and I feel like it hasn't caught on yet until just recently. Mark Canizero just did something in the post about it, so I'm glad someone else is noticing this. But it's like I'm not saying he dictates everything that happens in the organization, but I do feel like what he didn't have in Green Bay, which is a voice and a very strong one, and one that they don't they don't not only do they include his voice, they almost listen to it a lot. That he has a, a huge influence over the decision making of this franchise, and it would be interesting to see what happens come draft night. What they do because do you want another Jordan Love situation? Because I know Mike, you have been on the record. You've said this many times. I'm getting a quarterback. I'm getting a quarterback. I'm getting a quarterback. I don't care. I need the quarterback because Aaron Rodgers is not going to be here forever. But I'm telling you that while that is logic, I don't know if that plays here if you don't want to upset Aaron Rodgers. So I'd ra- I, let me get you a weapon. Let me get you a, more protection. Let me whatever I can do to serve you for the next year or maybe even two, and I'll worry about the quarterback down the road. And if they did, Kevin Zara wrote this, and I'm glad he did because I've been saying this. If they do what I think they're going to do, which is get a tackle, get a wide receiver, whatever it is, and not get a quarterback, it tells you a lot about who's really uh, wielding the influence in that front office. Do you agree with that? Well, look, I, I'm taking a quarterback. Look, uh, Aaron, like we love that you're uh, a Jet. We appreciate everything you've done from the pay cut being here for the offseason. Pro- He's done everything right. Let's be clear about that. But if we were running the Jets, guys, are you kidding me? After this year, we should be drafting two quarterbacks. Like, <laughs> what are we going to do? Go out there with two more? What, what, what are we talking about here? Like, I would kick the whole building out on draft day. Like, we're drafting quarterbacks and offensive linemen. And guess what? You coaches, like you're going to develop the rest. Because if we don't have depth at the offensive line, and if we don't have depth at quarterback, we're on to 2025. So that one's easy to me. So, so tell me this, like, and I was ask Brian Gutekunst how that one, how that worked out. <laughs> Just saying. Well, but Aaron, Aaron knew he only had he had a lot more years left than what he knows he has left here. So I think he'll understand that one because he's out of here in two years, and if Zach Wilson's not here, then who's we'll the see. future? Yeah, um, no, it's I, logical. I it's the um, Travis Johnson kid, a guy that maybe could be a um, hidden gem or a, a draft day still. The fact that he's injured coming into next season and he won't be able to play or definitely is going to be on the on the pup squad when you think about next you mean, year. Did you mean – wait, did you mean uh, Jordan Travis? Yeah, Jordan Travis, man, yeah. The, the quarterback, right? Yeah, yeah, Jordan Travis from Florida State. Right, okay. Yeah, you know, there could be really good value there. You know, if you think about guys like Michael Pennock scoring the first round, J.J. McCarthy, Heisman Trophy winner, uh, Jaden Daniels, and, you know, with Drake May and Caleb Williams. So, yeah, absolutely, Bart. Like, Jordan Travis has a chance to be really good. It was a devastating injury, obviously. So, yeah, if I'm the Jets, I absolutely would consider him. So, would that suffice? You can still get your tackle and you can get your quarterback that way? Or is it any, any other other people like Bo Nix or something like that? Who, who, you mean take him in, I, take, take I, him in the third you, round? I know you do the draft. I'm saying second. They may have to find. Well, you don't have a second. Yeah, yeah, you have to get a second. Yeah. So, Mike, yeah, Mark, would you would you really, be satisfied with that then? If you if you did it that way, would you be satisfied yeah, I mean, with that? Yeah, I mean, potentially, like you want to know medically, like would he when would he be ready and things like that? But that's a creative solution to draft a tackle and then come back and get him now. You know, if he's ready to go, he drafted in the first round. So, but it's a really interesting idea. 
Well, we'll see so where it goes. Saying, you saying maybe one day I can be a general manager? No, no I don't think we're saying that. I'm saying he can be my, he can be my I mentor. Know. I don't think, I don't does, that mean I, saying that. does that mean I can play linebacker? <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, you, now, you, now you saw that you saw that fifty-eight year old man get banned by Tennessee, getting his ass knocked out after having his first career boxing match. In, in one thing. Now, if you want to go out there, you sign his waiver. You can go. You, you know, can do whatever you want. Like, have at it. Yeah. Sign that waiver. Yeah, Mike, I, I, get, I'm gonna stay in my lane. <laughs> Same here. Always good to talk to you, Mike. Thanks so much for the insight, as always. All right. Thanks, guys. Okay. The Mike Tannenbaum Report brought to you by Sansone Automall. Are you in the market for a new vehicle? Call Sansone Automall at 1-800-SANSONE. Mention Bart Scott. Why? Why mention Bart Scott's name? They're going to give you that Bart cash, and you're going to pay what they pay, son. That's right. Exclusive employee pricing. You pay what they pay. What's the matter, honey? little extra cheese on the taco. Taco. Love extra cheese on the taco. Extra cheesy. You know what else we love? We love audio files. And that's coming up next. Stay with us. Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Zach Wilson named the AFC Player of the Week this week. But what about Aaron Rodgers? Is it possible he could still come back this year? Yesterday he was on the McAfee Show and was asked about a report that he could be activated for the Commanders game. Yeah, I'm not sure where that report's coming from. There's been a lot of uh, interesting reporting over the last few weeks of our team. No, I'm not sure about some of these reports, but there's loose lips that are, you know, everywhere. I'm not going to let that sink in my ship, though. I'm getting better, improving. Still some things I got to do in order to be able to be cleared. But I've done some limited practice the last couple weeks and done some seven-on-seven stuff at the end of practice. It's called oh. flight school. It's the kind of P-Squad guys getting some extra work in at the end, and I just asked, hey, can I take some of those reps there? So- and that is brought to you by Tullamore do when it's game time it's telly time be sure to grab a tullamore do irish whiskey during tonight's action glasses up to enjoying tullamore do responsibly coming up three o'clock it's the michael k show and it's only here on 98.7 fm hi it's mike greenberg letting you know espn bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring the official sports book of espn has exclusive offers and markets from scott van pelt stephen a smith and me plus many more from the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark there's no better time for sports fans sign up today new users get a bet reset up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win download espn bet today what a play must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Hi, Barton Han, Alan Han, Bart Scott, 987 ESPN, 800-919-3776, the number. We will get back to your calls. Hey, Bart, Adam Schefter uh, reporting earlier today. Uh, NFL owners are going to vote today to award the Super Bowl to L.A. Again? Yeah, according to league sources, the Super Bowl is now returning to Los Angeles in 2027. Now, that sounds like a long way off, right? But it is not. It's not because, like, what? It's, it's, it's Vegas this year. It's three years. That's basically, like, straight up 
on the West Coast. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I would do a Texas one, man. Like, you got to give a cold one, whoever builds a new stadium, an opportunity to get one. Atlanta hasn't had one yet, has it? And they read real their um, stadium. It's always Tampa. It's always the. It's always Tampa, Miami. Yeah. Well, first of all, they keep it warm, LA. Though, which is smart. You know. Yeah, but sometimes if it's a dome inside, you have to. They gave it to AT and T, and I know if it's the ice bowl or whatever's going on there. But you got to give it an opportunity for other guys to benefit and what it brings to those communities. Because when they build those stadiums, they're telling the, the NBA, the NFL teams that hey. You're going to make this money back up if you just go through, like, we're going to bring the Super Bowl and infuse your town mm-hmm. with a bunch of money to help pay back the city for the money yeah. y'all borrow. Well, it, 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 New Orleans is getting it next year. Uh, Atlanta had it just a couple of years ago, remember. Okay. Um, that was the, the disgusting 13-3 to Patriots championship. Mm. So, yeah. Uh, the Rams. That was the okay. – uh, Jared, Jared Goff oh, got yeah, him there, yeah, but yeah. That, they couldn't score against yeah, Bill Belichick's Sean, defense. Yeah, Sean McVay yeah. kissing up to Bill Belichick. I that was the, la- that the, was the last of the Brady, Brady Belichick, right? Wasn't that the yep. last of it? The Brady bunch. Yeah. So, Atlanta did have it recently, but look, you can't um, – you know, that's why Minnesota building the Dome was a smart thing. That's why the fact that there's not, nothing in Chicago is no sense at all. Um, Detroit had it a thousand years ago. Yeah, yeah, you know what? You're right. Detroit that that's a that's a great building that's too. The, the last stop for Ben Ben Roethlisberger, I mean for um uh for the bus. And then yeah, well, Minnesota had thing. it. And Detroit's last Super Bowl host was uh, so Ford Field had it in 06? Yep. Wow. See, that's that's where I'd be annoyed because you talk about a market that could desperately need a yes. Super Bowl for that, especially yeah. for, for the team's never going to go so. Quit playing. Might as well host one. Hold on, what you saying? I'm just saying. They got a better chance than the Knicks. The the Pits, the, the, the Lions well, have where a better you going? chance. What, what does that have to do with the Knicks? I'm just saying. It's nothing to do with the Knicks. I'm I didn't saying. even mention the Knicks. I'm just saying the Lions got don't. a better chance of getting to the Super Bowl than the Knicks do to the um, championship. What does that have to do with anything? Finals. What does that have to do with anything? Because you hurt our feelings. That's what it was. You just hurt. So you just said you had to fire back. All right. We're going to take a moment here. Get ourselves in a better place. Why don't we step aside and let the headline makers do the talking in the segment we like to call Audio Files. The Audio File. Ah, uh, yes. Audio Files on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Pajama Graham. Well, we talked about Draymond Green and, and him inevitably going to be suspended for yet another altercation on the court. This time he does this, this roundhouse where he's pretending he's flailing, admits that he was wrong, and he hits Yusef Nurkic last night in the face, gets ejected, and so he just got off a five-game suspension for headlocking Rudy Gobert. Now you imagine he's going to get another five or more games for this. But that's not all that happened last night. You know who else got ejected? Nikola Jokic. What? Yeah. For, for, so, for taking one to the face? So the, so the no. The, the Nuggets are playing in Chicago. And the Bulls were hosting a Serbian Heritage Night. Oh, that's so a lot of people there to see Jokic play. <laughs> well, he wasn't happy with um, a call. And he used a couple of choice words. And he got tossed for that. And so he, like, again, here we are once again in this place where 
the trigger happy referees are sending mm. away players that the people bought tickets to come watch play. Here's Nurkic. I'm sorry. Here's Jokic uh, in a back to back with reporters about this ejection. Can you explain what happened there to get ejected? I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. I'm just happy that we didn't play in Serbia this game. It's going to be really fun to see how it will be ended. You know, so it was interesting, you know. It is what it is. Some guys can say whatever. I think sometimes what I said is not even a technical. So it is what it is. Did you ask him, hey, did, where did I cross the line here? Did you say anything to that? No, I crossed the line, but sometimes that, that war doesn't cross the line. So it is what it is. Were you frustrated about the no call on the other end? I think, you know, it is what it is. So I don't want to get... Uh, my mind like my money, so I'm not going to say whatever. <laughs> Look, yeah, first of all, the word that he ch- he used the MF word, which <laughs> a lot of guys use, and apparently in this case it wasn't acceptable. But uh, how about the line that he had to though? If this game was played in Serbia, it would have been interesting how that ended. Yeah, we would have we would had him <laughs> storm the court. Yeah, we would have waterboarded his ass. We took the ref in the back and said, "What's the call?" Yeah, <laughs> person. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. No call. Call. It's rescinded. But but you but Play you but you, but you know like uh, Jokic probably was like you know what he probably he might have got thrown out on purpose because his, his horses was in a race or something so yeah. he wanted to make sure that you know he cared no, about his horses more than he cared definitely about definitely wasn't <laughs> Devin, Devin wasn't that but anyways um, on the Draymond situation though Steve Kerr knows they've got a problem now brewing here with Green take a listen to Kerr yeah we need him we need Draymond but you know he knows that we've talked to him and you gotta find a way to keep his poise and, and be out there for his, his teammates Coach last time you talked about Draymond not crossing the line how what, what can be done to, to stop this from continuing to happen um, we'll keep working that yeah, doesn't sound yeah. optimistic does it well, he didn't have an answer he, ha- he knows. Have, We've talked to him a million times. He keeps going back to the same thing. Eventually, you just this is who he is, and this is what he's become. That's the bigger problem, in my opinion. You got to have a stern talking to. Oh come yeah, on, man! They've this, done man. that if already. You keep doing this. You keep doing this. We we gonna suspend you, but kind of detrimental if you can't hold you. Kind of, I mean, or we just move thing, on from you. Go 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 to L.A. Play with the. Go ahead and play with LeBron. They just gave him a hundred million dollars. Mm. But still. Like, this isn't right. Like, these are the last years that Steph Curry has in his window. And this is what we're doing. It's bad enough that Clay is a shell of himself. See, but now, you know, the other piece, important piece of the of the puzzle is also now kind of losing his mind a little bit. So tell me this. Come on. Like, what, what's, the, what's the trade window like for this team? Like, they know Steph Curry can still play at a high level. Do They'd they? have to give up more young pieces, which they can't afford to do. But you're right about Steph Curry. I mean, he's still he's still one of the best players in the league. Because Steph is Steph is like one of these guys where I can imagine him being like the third best player on the team, winning championships when he's like Ray Allen, just coming in and shoot some threes and timing yeah. the shots if he wants to. If that's what he chooses to do. Well, let's move on to football as we continue on audio files and. Um, Everybody getting caught up in, of course, the Tommy Cutlets thing, and that includes the NFL, which made Tommy DeVito the NFC Offensive Player of the Week, Zach Wilson the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. So anyways, um, Brian Dable was asked, a reporter started asking him about Tommy DeVito and this comparison with, you know, like somebody very comparable like Tom Brady. Listen to this. Brian, I, I know this is probably gonna gonna make you cringe a little bit, and I want to say that I'm not comparing Tommy to the greatest quarterback <laughs> of all time. But you were on the staff in New England when oh, the 199th pick came out of nowhere um, and took over um, the uh, team. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean we're four games in. 
<laughs> That's my good friend Tom Rock of Newsday, who is a fantastic NFL writer, and I know where he was trying to go there, but Everybody did you hear been. how Dave's just went, Tom, Tom, yeah. we're, we're four games in. And doesn't that tell you, again, that's just the hint of what Dable's trying to tell us these last couple of weeks, every time we're all hysterical about Tommy DeVito and is this insanity and this is so great. And, and how many times, Bart, do you hear Dable just go like, yeah, let's let's cold, dial this down. Water. Let's dial this down. Yeah, because so, the crazy thing is, man, like if you make the decision, you stuck with him, and then he comes back and he be, he becomes like who he thought he was. Like if anybody can have the right to be the next time Brady, it's Brock Purdy. Yeah, it looks that's, like that's a better comparison. Yes. Way better comparison. But this, and again, I, I, Tom's my guy. I love him. No, no, a long time. I know what he was trying to do here to get an answer out of the coach. I thought it was more about what the co- how Dable reacted in a way of like, tamp it down, we're not doing this. That's, that's his way of saying it without saying it. Like, guys, this is, this is nothing here. Stop. Um, last but not least on audio files, we met, we talked about this with, uh, although Mike Tannenbaum did say you bring him back as a backup. That's the one thing he did say that he has proven at least that you can, you know, he could be a backup. Um, according to last, his agent, he's coming for the spot. He's won the locker room. Yeah. That's another thing you got to watch out for. Um, okay. Bill Belichick, there was reports that this is it for him, that he, he is going to be out in new England. There have been whispers about, the Chargers already ready to make the move, moving on from Brandon Staley, bringing in Bill Belichick, like that he loves you know, that situation, so who knows? But could it really be over for Bill 24 seasons in New England? And from 2001 to 2019, his team's averaged 12 wins a year. Now, of course, that was with Tom Brady, and three years after Tom Brady, he was 25-25, and 25, and then this year they're 3-10 and 10 out of the playoffs. So... Bill Belichick, of course, now has to be asked about this stuff. We can only imagine how how wonderful these answers are. So how about Belichick when he asked about his future in New England? Do you have an understanding that Robert will not ask you to be back next year? Yeah, get ready for Kansas City. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> On to Kansas City. All right, how about, how about despite this, though, ask again about it. Okay, yes, we all know that your immediate future is important, but what about your long-term future? Bill, while understanding that you're getting ready for Kansas City, have you and Robert discussed your future beyond this season? Getting ready for Kansas City. <laughs> That's all you're getting out of him. That's all you're getting out of him. That's all you're getting. Is it time, though, Bart? Is it time? Yeah, Listen, it didn't end well for, for Don Shula. It didn't end well for Chuck Noll. Like, sometimes you can hang around too long. Your message doesn't resonate. We talked about, you know, Ryan Clark was on last week when we would get up, and he was saying that Mike Thomas and uh, Mike Tomlin – uh, message isn't sinking through. So if his is not sinking through and he's been there the least amount of time, you would think that um, it would be time for him to go probably, man. I, I just think I wish him well. But he's 71 years old and never ends well. And um, It's a scary place to be, though, if you're New England. Page. you got to have your replacement. You've got to have the guy. They can hire a son. You really think so? No, hell or no. You, are you Gerard, making a joke? Gerard, Gerard Mayo, I think I'm gonna think Mike Vrabel so, is going back. Yeah, either Vrabel or I know Mayo was somebody that's been pushed around, pushed uh, pushed out as a, yeah, he's like uh, a potential Ryan type. Yes, potential candidate, and then obviously Vrabel would that be? Is there something in his blood that would want him to go back there, or is Tennessee sort of what his baby? I mean, he's what he's turned that into. You know, that's kind of personal now for Vrabel down there. Although, you know, look, the owner has got his side. 
moved out the GM. Remember, they had those issues there. The owner took uh, Vrabel's side there. So if you're if you're him, do you really want to leave a, a great situation? What a beautiful place to live, Nashville. You know, it's a great yeah. franchise. You know, you, you can you can win well, there. That division is very winnable. Well, he gets to pick his own quarterback, even though he loves probably loves Will Levis. He picked him yeah. this year. Yep. I mean, it's crazy because they got Malik. Like, another guy that's going to be in there. Like, where does a guy yeah. like Ryan Tannehill go as somebody's backup? Ben? Yeah, yeah Tannehill's going to be available. Backup. Yeah. But in New England, again, we, we're just so used to the Patriots being the standard for so many years. And that, that's gone now. Just, just, like and, Boston, just like Boston, like when Red Albrock, the last one he won, it's like, man, somebody got to tell Red. Well, you all you need to know. No all you need to know. in the building. He got to get the hell out. The '90s. Well, that's that's what you remember when when Red, you know, when those days ended, and him, Casey Jones, and all that stuff. When that's that run, Bird Magic, uh, Bird McHale, uh, Parrish, that mm-hmm. group got old and moved on. They could not find now the tragedy of Len Bias, of course, but they, they could not find that next run, and they had some lean. I mean, bad years the Celtics did uh, into the late '90s before yep. they they started kind of getting it back, but. Are the Patriots heading now in that direction? We shall see at the end of the year. And, of course, the last game, wouldn't it be something? The last game could be that Belichick right, coaches on, with the Patriots would be against the Jets. And, and remember that winning the streak. And they'll get oh, the quarterback because there'll be one, one, then they, there'll be one pick before us. Yeah, oh, something like that, right. They'll, they'll, they'll win the game and finally end the streak, but the Patriots end up getting the higher pick. Who knows? <laughs> well, that's Audio Files. It is brought to you by Pajamagram. Soft, silky, a best-selling Christmas gift for her. Get a free $75 nightie with naturally nude pajamas from pajamagram.com. 800-919-3776. We got calls to get to. We got Juan Soto to hear from and what he intends to do at Yankee Stadium and also what he says about signing an extension for long-term in the Bronx. It is Barton Hahn, 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Barton Hahn Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, can we kick it? Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Are you allowed to kick it in Bob's um Bob's can studio? In my what? Are you allowed to kick it in Bob's studio? 100.7 The Bob. Yeah. So, all right, so just again, I'm here in Salt Lake City. The Knicks play tonight. I, I got the game on MSG tonight with Mike Breen. It's it's these dream come true kind of opportunities, so it's awesome. So uh, we get studios when I'm on the road with the team, and we find different uh, partners in different markets that can provide a studio space. So we did hear Broadway Media. They're wonderful. They were great hosts, and they had me come in here. They set me up nice. But I'm in a studio that has – it's 100.7 The Bob. The Bob. Like, why is it all over the country we have these crazy names for radio stations? And it's playing like adult contemporary. Like, it's all like, uh, you know, it's like Red Hot Chili Peppers and all that kind of stuff music, right? Like, stuff that I thought once was like cool modern music and is now considered old. (laughs) It's like classic oldies. So, but it just, but there's no DJ, man. Like it's it's a computer. It's AI. Oh, Bob is AI. That's, Bob. It's they got iron, <laughs> they got iron robot right there in front of your eyes. Like right now, they're playing "You Spin Me Round" by Dead or Alive, <laughs> and then after it, it like a promo plays, and then Audio Slaves "Like a Stone" is next. Then Illegal ID. Like I can tell you what's coming up on this station. Like it's wild. 
It's there's no DJ. It's like in the old days, like you had a guy, like you know, from the stacks of wax and tracks. You know, the guy that yeah. just comes on and he'll talk to yeah, you between Mason talking. And Mason. He'll tell you about the song. He'll give you a little story. That's Jason, out Kasa, now. Queso, queso. Yeah, that's up. One hundred. Yeah, you just get those guys that tell you. Know, what was the what was the love letters? What was that called? You guys remember that Casey Kasem always had? He would read letters. Oh, and it was like the letters. long distance. Was it the long distance dedication? dedication? Yes, yeah. the long distance dedication. This one from Bartholomew from Baltimore. Yes, <laughs> it's called my neck, my <laughs> back, my am. My neck First and you my put back. your back into it. Ding, 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 ding. It's just sad what's happened to to music. The radio, showmanship. The showmanship. That there's no personality anymore. It's just a computer playing songs that someone like it's. It, and I actually think it's randomly selected. Like it's on random, and in yeah, between, yeah. there's just promos. So they have. So they have their. Uh, they have their list of the top. Whatever and they just well, they probably have like songs that are in their style of music, right? Like it's a whole bank of songs, and they just randomly play them. Yep. Wow. You know why it's Bob? Why is it Bob? You looked it up. Best of the best. The best of the best. Yeah. The best of the best here in Salt Lake City. One hundred seven. The Bob. They just recorded that. You'll hear that in Salt Lake City for years. That that hurt. I think I just pulled something. What about him? So can we go? Wow. Worst of worst, <laughs> the bottom fifty. The well, the gout. We were going to do. Remember, we were doing the gout. Right? No, no, no. That's like WSUX. <laughs> All the songs you don't want to hear. The songs that suck. WSUX. But our our the gout is still the right idea. Yeah. Because we'd have personality on the mic in between shower. songs. Right. Direct, like it, directly to our yeah, we'd be able to spit over, talk about it. Tell people where we were when this came out. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So people don't want that anymore, huh? Is that is sports talk radio eventually going to go there? Where it's just like we're just going to take a bunch of moments where two guys argue over something sports takey, and we just throw it out there. Yep. Then, then, we'll throw, then a promo, then another. Right? No personality, before, no before randomness. You know it, before you know it, you can go. You can program AI and use your voice. No. Um, did you see that? Uh, I forgot who it was. Who? Somebody. Um, License their likeness in their voice. I think it was Queen Latifah to a certain um, um, company to be able to make commercials without her actually having to do anything. Damn. Like they can take her voice and they can make it seem like her and they can make it look like her with AI and make commercials. So she licensed it out like that. So now you're getting paid for not even doing no work. Yeah, because voiceover sounds great until you have to do it. Because it's hours of just reading and repeating and reading and reading. Like, it's a lot. So it takes time. And if you don't have to do that anymore because they can just generate your just voice and it sounds just, just like you. Just cut And now check. I'm doing now, I'm just, I'm, it's basically I'm paying you for the usage of the sound of your voice. My God. My name's Alan Hahn, and I endorse the Kegels. Like, well, hold up, man. I ain't tell y'all I can use it for Kegels. Hold up, man. What you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> they just start putting your name on random are. products. Like, hold up, bro. No, no. You got you to gotta run some of this stuff past me, bro. With yeah, no, no. We no, no. We own this. You signed us up. It's, it's whatever we want to use it for. Alan, That's what we use. Always with wings. Like, hold up, man. See, you know what I mean? Like, stop. like bro, come on, man. Y'all, y'all set tripping. Somebody's making the taco extra cheesy. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> Monistat Seven. <laughs> Blue Star Ointment. Feeling a little Mr. Krabby. Get some Blue Star Ointment. Alan Hines. Extra minty. Oh my God. Uh, anyways, um, Juan Soto spoke with the media yesterday in New York. His his twenty two pinstripe jersey available in stores now in New York. Don't get the one that has Soto on the back, by the way. Stop buying Yankee no, I'm jerseys I'm people with know. the name on the back, please. No, because you don't know who it belongs to. It's a number. You know who it is. No, it's, I'm sure it's a number. Somebody who had the number before. Do I need a Derek? If I have a number two Yankees jersey, do I need to put Jeter on the back to remind everybody who the hell number two was? I think not. If you play for the Ravens, you got O.J. Bergant, you got C.J. Mosley. You You're got missing myself. the point. You're missing the point. I know what you're Raider, saying. Ravens jerseys have the name on the back. I got it. Yankees jerseys do it's not. Conf- it's confusing because it's not confusing. So how do I know if you got an old jersey on a new jersey? So basically, what you're saying, the Yankees care about their fans better, more because their jerseys are multi-generational. If it's a two, actually, it's a two. most of them aren't because if you have one, one through ten, you can't wear it. So you know who one through ten is. Yeah, everybody, the whole world knows one through ten. Yes. I don't need a name on the back to know any of those numbers. Soto's 22, right? No no yeah. other good player has been 22? Well, I know he is now. Speaking of 22. I mean, speaking, I, 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 speaking of 22. Yeah. In short porches, you have something to say about the short porch? He does. And that's coming up next. You, you, you teasing? I'm teasing your tease. All right. Well, that's coming up next. But first, as the weather gets colder, NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. Look at Bart keeping me on time for a change. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Allen and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 older, physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 hope and y or text hope and y 467-369. Gordon Damer at the 98.7 Tullamore Dew Sports Desk. Well, for fans, it's a dream, a lineup that includes Juan Soto and Aaron Judge. So what's it like for Soto to know he'll be playing the outfield along with Aaron Judge? I mean, it's going to be amazing. Uh, it's going to be really fun. I'm going to be more than excited to share the field with him. I mean, he seems a great guy. He was one of the guys that reached out to me whenever I got traded. It's going to be exciting, man. Uh, it's going to be fun. It's going to be really uh, fun to see him play, hitting and playing outfield. Try to pick his mind when I'm there and try to try to enjoy the moment while I'm there. And that is brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it is Tully time. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew Irish whiskey. During tonight's action, glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Coming up 3 o'clock, it's the choice in New York sports talk. It is the Michael K. Show, and it's only here on 98.7 FM and the all-new ESPN New York app. Thanks for listening to the Barton Han Show podcast. Listen live weekdays at noon on 98.7 ESPN.